Hello and welcome back to my podcast. It starts a little differently this Sunday from all other Sundays. Being new to podcasts, I've just discovered or found out in the last week that using recorded music that you don't have copyright to is uh, an infringement. I thought that if I owned the piece of music or had bought it, or that it was in some way out of copyright, then it would be quite legal to use it. But Buzzsprout, the site that I use, um, in one of its newsletters just informed all of us that that was not the case. And the other thought I had too was that if I'm not making any profit out of the podcasts, then it would be perfectly legal to use these uh, recorded pieces of music. But I was wrong. So there's just a little bit of music to begin, but rather I thought I would turn to one of the traditional hymns for the ascension of the Lord and and read a couple of verses of it rather than hear it sung. This one is called Crown Him with Many Crowns. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark! How the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of heaven, one with the Father known, and the blessed Spirit through him given from yonder heavenly throne. All hail, Redeemer, hail, for thou hast died for me. Thy praise shall never, never fail throughout eternity. There are two themes I want to speak about today as we rejoice in, as well as deepen our appreciation of the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. The first is Christ's lifting up and enthronement and his ultimate return as king and judge, which is strongly presented to us in the reading from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11, and Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 to 23. And secondly, the command and task of evangelization that our Saviour gives to the apostles just before his ascension, but which is intimately connected both with his ascending to heaven and the impending descent of the Holy Spirit from heaven at Pentecost. Before I begin, though, let me share with you the account of the ascension of our Lord, told to us from the life of Christ, the visions of Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, this nun of the Augustinian order, who lived from 1774 to 1824 in Germany, received mystic visions for twelve years, Most of these visions concern the life of our Lord and provide what could be called the hidden details of his life. In her vision of the Ascension, she recounts how when Jesus reached the top of Mount Olivet, He was resplendent as a beam of white sunlight, a shining circle, glancing in all the colours of the rainbow, fell from heaven around him. Jesus himself shone still more brightly than the glory about him. 
He laid the left hand on his breast and raising the right, turned slowly around, blessing the whole world. And now the rays of light from above united with the glory emanating from Jesus. And I saw him disappearing, dissolving, as it were, in the light from heaven, vanishing as he rose. I lost sight of his head first. It appeared as if one sun was lost in another, as if one flame entered another, as if a spark floated into a flame. It was as if one were gazing into the full midday splendours of the sun, though this light was whiter and clear. Full day compared with this would be dark. First I lost sight of Jesus' head, then his whole person, and lastly his feet, radiant with light, disappeared in the celestial glory. I saw innumerable souls from all sides going into that light and vanishing on high with the Lord. I cannot say that I saw him becoming apparently smaller and smaller, like something flying up in the air, for he disappeared, as it were, in a cloud of light. End of quote. This certainly helps me not only to picture, but to understand the circumstances of the ascension and removes it somewhat from the category of a launching into space. But also it helps to see the ascension as the glory that was with the Son of God from the beginning, being present on earth, even if only for a brief time. The first aspect of today's feast for our attention is Christ's lifting up and enthronement. The expression being lifted up, which St. Luke uses in Acts 1 verse 9, rightly describes the heavenly scene which followed. The ascension of Jesus culminates with his heavenly enthronement at the right hand of the Father. The traditional site of the ascension is located on the crest of Mount Olivet, directly east of Jerusalem. Note how the angels, the two men dressed in white, say that Jesus will come back again in the same way that the apostles saw him go, therefore from the east. From there he will come back to retrieve the saints destined for glory, as St Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4 to 17. The direction of east is deeply symbolic for Christians, and this to the east or ad orientum in Latin, is the direction for Christian prayer from the beginning and was established in architecture in the way that churches were built. Thus the altar in the eastern apse allowed the priest when standing at the altar to face east from where the Lord left the earth and from where he will return. The people being behind the priest also faced east with him how much we need to recover that long, long tradition of prayer. Let us now direct our attention to St Paul from the Ephesians. The infinitely great power of God, the Father of glory, which he has exercised for us believers in the resurrection and ascension of Christ, has now placed Christ above all heavenly powers and creatures. 
so now everything is under his feet. He is ruler of everything. He is the head of the church. Christ wields authority to govern the whole cosmos. It is an awesome fact that the whole power of creation will now bow before a man in whom is the complete divine nature. This irreversible entry of the humanity of Jesus into divine glory means that from now on Christ will only show himself in exceptional and unique ways in this physical world. For example, to St. Paul on the road to Damascus and his apparitions to other saints. Cloud and light are two images that occur together in manifestations of the Holy Spirit, both in the Old Testament as well as in the New. So it is at the Ascension that a cloud takes Jesus from the sight of the Apostles. When he comes again it will be also upon the clouds of heaven and with great light and glory on the day of his final coming, the day of the judgment of the world. The account of the ascension from St Matthew's Gospel brings us to the second theme, that of evangelization. It is important to note that the withdrawal of Christ's visible presence from the world is not a withdrawal of his actual presence. He continues to live and work through the church, who is animated by the Holy Spirit. The church is more than Christ's agent or instrument. The church is Christ's presence in the world. This is why the church is not a human invention, let alone something that any leader or member of the church can change to suit any preference or ideology or period in history. The church and Christ are one. All authority has been given to Christ, therefore he sends out the apostles to make disciples of all nations, to baptise them and to teach them to observe all the commands that he gave them. He further promises that he will be with the church until the end of time. Evangelising all nations involves more than winning individuals. It entails the conversion of entire cultures. Every area of life must be brought under the Lordship of Christ and in line with his Gospel. Just this past week on the 18th of May we marked the centenary of the birth of St John Paul II. In a homily he preached in Poland in 1997 he said, in part, and I quote, On the threshold of the third millennium, we need to take up with fresh vigour the work of evangelization. Let us help those who have forgotten Christ and his teaching to discover him anew. This will happen when ranks of faithful witnesses to the gospel begin once more to traverse our continent, when works of architecture, literature and art show in a convincing way to the people of our time the Christ who is the same yesterday and today and forever. When in the church's celebration of the liturgy people see how beautiful it is 
to give glory to God. When they discern in our lives a witness of Christian mercy, heroic love and holiness. End of quote. Yes, it is the Church that has this commission to go and teach all nations, and it is through the Church that Christ extends his reign over all things. But this command and commission is not solely given to the Apostles, but also to every member of the Church. Those ranks of faithful witnesses that St John Paul desired to traverse Europe and the world are the faithful witnesses to Christ, who go shopping in supermarkets, who work in schools and universities, who raise children to know and love God, as well as those in chanceries, monasteries and chapels. It is those who work in architecture and literature and in art, as well as those who care for the sick and the elderly. It is every Catholic. The Great Commission does not mean works of a social nature, projects of economic development or progress, political action to promote the liberation of oppressed peoples, or a struggle against exclusion or discrimination, let alone the project of human fraternity, globalisation or renewable energy. These may be good things and may be necessary, but they are distinct from the commission of Christ before he ascended. To quote Cardinal Seurat, to be missionary is to lead people towards a personal experience of the immeasurable love that unites the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, so as to allow oneself to be seized at the same time by the ardent furnace of love that manifested itself so sublimely on the cross. To be a missionary is to help others to become true disciples of Jesus, to experience a profound friendship with Jesus, and to become one and the same being with Jesus. This is the true hope for the world, and the true meaning that awaits the human person who surrenders to Christ. For the ascension of Christ is our exaltation. Where he has gone before in glory, we are called to follow in hope. Thank you.